All right. It's uh, it's the happy hour version of There Will Be Bourbon with Christina Wong. How are you, madam? Very good. As good as can be with my sparkling water. Yeah. So you're doing, <laughs> what is it? Wait, it's called the, the hard 75. Is that what's going down? It, it's called the 75 Whatever. hard program. Yeah. So okay. a lot of people call it a challenge. I call it, call it a challenge, but people get really upset, you know, when you, when you call the challenge versus a program. Um, and it's like the thing where you have to do like five tasks every single day, two workouts, one, both 45 minutes, one outdoors, yep. um, read 10 pages of a book and all this stuff. Um, but I'm doing phase one, which includes a freezing cold shower. So for how's five minutes, how's that, how's that been? Not a, not as bad as I thought it'd be. No. So, okay, wait, so do you, do you go into the shower normally and then you gradually make it cold or do you just, it's cold already and you just hop in for five minutes? There is no way I think I could get in with it being cold. Like no uh, way. Yeah. Good strategy. And I think even when I try that, that it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's impossible. It's, it's a, it's a huge shock. So what I do is I get in and I'm in for like 20, 30 seconds. And then I have my timer on my, on my watch and I have it set to five minutes and 10 seconds. So in that 10 seconds, I have to turn it down as cold as it will go, like <laughs> as cold as it will go, like until the water pressure, you know, stops yeah. where it starts, stops coming out um, or is about to stop coming out. And, and then that's when it's, it's cold enough. And so by the time, so in that 10 seconds, usually it takes like five or six, it can, you know, I can make it to, um, I can turn down time and then I'm in there for five minutes. So what I do is I do three minutes in the front and then two minutes in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, is, that that's gotta be considered too. I guess that's part of it. Like, how do I want, do I want five minutes on my back? <laughs> see, these are things you don't really think about. Cause yeah, I thought, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming you know, the goal is to just, that's why I was saying, like, do you just instantly shock yourself for five minutes or do you gradually turn it down? But so yeah, five so minutes on your back. Yeah. Wait, no, go ahead. Five, three minutes. Five on min back. So five minutes on your back is way too easy because after a minute you just go numb. So yeah. like after one minute on your chest, you're just, it, it just feels like water, you know? Yeah. And then, so just to make it kind of difficult, I just, I turn around. Cause if you go the other way, that's harder. If you, if you start with your back and you go to your front, that's a way harder, but if you do the hard part first and then you turn around, you know, it's not as bad. There's a whole so strategy. The, so <laughs> what's the, what's, what's the point you think like developing like a mental toughness to the cold or is it just, is there something else that we don't know about that cold showers do? Cause I'm pretty well, sure we invented water heaters for a reason. They feel better. <laughs> right? So I think the purpose is supposed to be, you know, number one, mental toughness. Cause I think you get yeah. the benefits after like two or three minutes. Right. But right. I think you're in there for five minutes just because, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it is a long time for a cold shower. So I've, I've just kind of talked to myself into it and gotten used to it, but it's not, it's still not, it's still not fun. And then sometimes the worst part is if there's like a draft. So if, if I'm at the gym and there's like air conditioning, that's the worst. So it's like air conditioning, yeah. freezing cold water. And then I turn well, on music. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, well, better you than me. That's one of the things I left out, right? Because I remember you sent me this and I was like, well, I'll do my own version where I just kind of pick and like, so I do the two workouts today. They're not all 45 minutes because I don't, I don't, I don't think you need 45 minutes for a workout sometimes, right? Like it, it, for me, it's intensity. So, and I shift all my lengths all the time anyway. So, and then, uh, yeah, I definitely don't do the don't drink alcohol thing. I do. <laughs> I have reduced it. I have reduced right oh very good eating uh, like a a diet right it just says pick a diet and choose right i've done that i read i play i do my i I do my guitar for a half hour as well in addition to the reading so some sort of creative right so yeah so it's working it's good and i'm doing the daily picture right doing the daily picture oh which is actually pretty funny because man december actually going all the way back to thanksgiving from Thanksgiving on with my brother and then December on with everything with the travel, that's funny. Like it looked like someone inflated me with a like a like a tire pump. That's pretty good. But yeah. You're gonna have to post these. Ooh. Well, let's see post how picks. only only if I get, I mean I can. If I get like super well, I'm not really trying to get super shredded, but just yeah. Maybe in an let's see how we look at day 90. Let's see how that looks. And then I will, because it'll yeah. be funny. <laughs> like hibernating 90 yeah i'm going all, like, you're doing, just, I'm doing, doing like 90 hard or something no i'm I'm doing the two a day workouts for a year every day for a year <gasps> for a year i mean we're already at day 29 it's fine you've got like yeah. over 300 more days to go i mean yeah but if that's if you're <laughs> that's a little that's a little hardcore all right well so what are you going to just stop at 75 i'm sure there's a phase two so i'm actually stopping at 30 because oh. phase one is only 30 days oh okay so you stop doing and, the showers at that point then you get yes, back to hot yes. showers yes okay and eating whatever i want yeah and gaining all the weight back yeah i was gonna say you, like you posted your you've lost a ton of weight that's crazy you know i think my body composition is changing because i haven't so I lost like seven pounds right away, but then I gained like two or three pounds back. And I think it's because I'm drinking so much water. Like yeah, every day yeah, I take my waste. progress yeah. photos. I, I just look bloated. You know, I have this like big old pot belly. You can't even see like <laughs> I meant more the from muscles. when you started. Like, cause you posted something from when you were like, I mean, you almost weighed as much as I do. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Close, but just kidding. <laughs> okay. I, I got pretty up there. I, I was pushing about 180. I think that yeah, was like the moment. Bills. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. I'll post my photos if you post your photos. Yeah, totally. But mine is not going to be for another <laughs> 330 days or so. But yeah, totally. We we'll should get it. a progress photo. Yeah. I'm sure well. you look great. Your workouts oh, no, are well, intense. Well, the workouts are intense. Yeah. But I mean, just because you work out intense doesn't mean you look great. There's a difference right like okay but yeah we'll get there it's under it you right? look like crap looking. yeah exactly. <laughs> so all right so we got we got christina wong breitbart reporter covers the department of defense um uh real quick so it is happy hour this is just you know i'm starting this thing where in in my mind i just kind of popped into my head that so you know specific discussions less than an hour right happy hour great right we're not going to go into like just randomly ranting like i usually do those will still take place but uh on the happy hour menu tonight because this is there will be bourbon so there will still be bourbon and then we got a little russell's tenure right from the great uh jimmy and eddie russell from the wild turkey distillery now 
you've probably seen other, you've seen a lot of this stuff, right? Wild Turkey 101, Russell's Reserve, the single barrel, the 10 year, and there's a 13 year now, but um, that's already turned into something stupid and it's like 700 bucks and up on the secondary market. So don't do that, but you can still find this everywhere for like between 40 and 60. So go get it. It's actually pretty damn delicious. All right. And then Christina, you know, happy hour with sparkling water because she's doing her tough stuff, right? Yes. And you can't drink alcohol during the yeah. challenge. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> six more, six more days though. I have six, six more, days. more days. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that does work. Like when I, every time I've come back from some sort of deployment, I've been shredded and it's probably because I can't drink alcohol for nine months. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's probably why. All right. So I wanted to have you on to talk about what's clearly been going on in the news from not only the department of defense perspective, right. But just the narrative as a whole. Um, and that is what's going on with uh, Ukraine. So for those who aren't paying attention, what the hell is exactly going on in Ukraine right now? Uh, so Russia has amassed 127,000 troops now um, around Ukraine. So Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet so Union. For reference, though, 127,000, that's roughly what we invaded Iraq with for those at home. Anyway. Okay. So is, is that, is that a actually, no, it was less. It was actually less. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Cause third ID was there first Marine division. And I think there was some other supporting elements. So yeah, it definitely wasn't 127,000, but anyway, go ahead. So that's a so, lot for those not keeping track or those keeping track. It's a lot of soldiers. Yes. So, and it's much more than we've seen in, in the past. Uh, so you know, this is the forces had been kind of trickling in, I think, since December, but it sort of reached a, you could say, crisis uh, stage, um, you know, in the last several weeks, because, you know, they're bringing in like logistics and uh, different units that they'll need to sustain a, a, right. a long term presence there. And today you had a Biden administration official say she thinks Wendy Sherman, she's a deputy um uh, I think she's Secretary of State. She is. Uh, she predicted that there's going to be a Russian invasion of Ukraine in February after the Winter Olympics, um, because uh, she said, you know, she doesn't think Putin wants to piss off China. So, mm. you know, who's ho hosting the Winter Olympics? So that's a pretty. That's one way uh, to win the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh, sadly that's probably it um and and so you know it could happen it looks like it's going to happen um i think well, you so have ukraine uh, has roughly what i think the same like 100 what are they about 150,000 200,000 soldiers i think ukraine has give or take i think the last time i looked it up um clearly it's probably not on par with uh, Russia in terms of their overall force but what is what's what's the so what is Ukraine thinking in all this are they just ready for it or are they just preparing as it's going to happen or or where we kind of at because I remember we had the Crimea thing in 2014 which has been annexed right so yeah so what's, what's Russia after at this point well um you know, I think Russia just sees this as an opportune time um, after the Afghanistan disaster, which was a U.S.-led NATO ago. mission. Yeah. yeah, not long ago, U.S.-led NATO mission. Um, Russia has been trying to undermine and weaken NATO um, for the last, you know, several decades. And so they are 
I think they're they're seizing this, especially with this administration in office right now. They they kind of see this as a good time to uh, you know um, test this administration, test NATO. Clearly divided, um, and and so you know we don't know what they're going to do. We don't know if Russia is actually going to invade, but. Uh, if they if they did, the U.S. and its NATO allies are, are not really united exactly on how to respond, even though they they say they are. Um, and so, you know, you, Ukraine Ukrainian leaders in the last couple of days have sort of put on a very stoic, brave face. So so they're saying part of part of the whole um, you know destabilizing and. Uh, Part of the war is to destabilize Ukraine. So let's stay strong. Let's, you know, be calm and not overreact, you know, not panic. Um, you know, let's not, you know, tank the stock markets. Let's mm. let's let's just be calm. And so you've seen this really odd, uh, you know, calm, uh, this message coming from from the Ukrainian leaders in the past week or so. Uh, you, you saw that uh, the U.S. State Department said for uh, told some diplomats, family members, you know, and, and some some diplomats to non-essential employees to just come back home, which was pretty alarming. And then you have Ukraine saying that was a little bit of an overreaction. Then you have the UK, UK also pulling some people out. But then you also have um, France and Germany saying, no, you know, we're going to leave our folks there. Uh, it's it's not it's not time yet. So you you definitely have a split in how you know the NATO allies are reacting. But Ukraine for now is kind of oddly, you know, just trying to keep calm and um, and you know clearly there is a few weeks. If, if Russia is waiting for until after the Olympics, you still have you know some time for diplomacy, although probably not that much time. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, for those who don't understand, like, so, you know, there was the, the fall of the Soviet Union. I think Ukraine declared their independence back in uh, late 1991. Uh, they're not a very old country in terms of being independent, right? I mean, the fall of the Soviet Union, really, when you think about it, it wasn't that fucking long ago. Like all that stuff was happening and these countries were declaring during our lifetimes. Yeah, it was during our <laughs> lifetime. We were playing around over in the first Gulf War in 1991, right? I mean, like this stuff, yeah. there was a lot that took place between 89 and 91. And, and a lot of this stuff, and, and that's the biggest issue I think with Ukraine is like a lot of it, you know, especially the Eastern part of that country is still very, you know, I guess I'm trying to think of the word for, and I don't know if they're pro-Russia. I mean, they kind of are, but. Uh, but there's a lot of remnants from that era, right? So that's why you have so much corruption in that government. You know, d- democracy is the plan, you know, but they're not that good at it yet, which why would they be? It's only, it's you know, like I said, this stuff happened in our lifetime. It wasn't that fucking long ago when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I am definitely not a Russia or Ukraine expert, but I think, you know, Russia is sort of alarmed. There's been several developments, such as Zelensky becoming president. He was supposed to be kind of this puppet. He was a comedian. It wasn't to be taken seriously, but he's been pro-West and pro-U.S. And, and that has really alarmed uh, Putin. So, you know, he wants a Ukraine that is subservient to Russia, sort of like Belarus is, yeah. you know, former uh, Soviet nation or uh, and, and so he wants to be, you know, for his own security um, and also to sort of regain the historical 
importance of, of Russia, you know, they're probably still not over the Cold War. As you mentioned, I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And and so I think Putin, um, forget how old he is, but he's kind of, you know, he's getting up there. I think 67, I thought. He <laughs> wants to cement his legacy. So, I mean, you, and I read this really great article about just how the U.S. has nice. sort of, has under has sort of under underestimated the Russian military advances and just we've we've been focused on Afghanistan, um, we've been focused on you know terrorism, ISIS, and in the meantime, uh, and we it's funny because we've heard this, but I mean we're, we're kind of seeing things come to fruition. We've heard that you know Russia, China, all of our adversaries, they studied what happened in Desert Storm which was very successful for us. And so they went to town, they sort of studied, how can we, you know, um, avoid something like this happening to us? How can we do this? And so now they, they're, they're able to, they're a competent military, you know, of course not where we are, but you hear all the time that they're significantly, you know, um, eroding the gap between our militaries. Um, and I think, you know, Russia and China are ahead of us with hypersonic missiles. I mean, we, it's almost like we've been, asleep at the wheel you know and, which and so admit. i think we're what's that i said which we actually admitted <laughs> that like oh we didn't realize china was this advanced all of a sudden like we admitted that not that long ago yeah we, it, it's very weird that we have it seems like our our foreign policy we just get stuck you know we just get stuck for for in this bureaucracy, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Russia experts, we don't need you anymore. We need counterterrorism experts and radical Islamic ex experts. And, and then you have this whole industry built around that. Now, you know, the Afghanistan war is over for now. And, and now it's like, oh, let's, let's bring in the China experts. Let's bring in the Russia experts. And, you know, and it's kind of too late because now, you know, yeah. you have this crisis that's happening right now. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of Americans who actually don't care, you know, who don't think this is a crisis or maybe think it's a manufactured crisis um, to save Biden's really abysmal poll numbers. Um, and so, you know, American public is very divided on, on this, too. And, it, you know, the right's divided, the left's divided on this. Um, although I'm seeing a lot of division on the right, you know, some some folks on they're more of the neoconservative persuasion. Other folks are more of the libertarianism, you know, anti, you know, pro-isolationist kind of um, wing. And so there's really no public support, I think, to do anything uh, yeah. about Ukraine now. And that's kind of this sad truth. And that's because we're we've been taxed uh, because of Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, know? well, they're also not doing a great yeah. job of selling it, and uh, and that's what that, I'm glad you brought up the American public because a lot of people might be saying, "Well, why the Ukraine? Why do we have to pay attention to them? What what does this have to do with us?" Well, it's well, we actually promised it to them, right? So in 1994, we signed the. The Budapest, the Budapest Memorandum, yes. With the UK and Russia, which guaranteed the Ukrainian security in exchange for them to give up their nuclear arsenal, right? Left over from the Cold War. Um, and uh, Ukraine had some after the fall of the, the you know, the, 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 the USS, the Soviet, Soviet Union, Union, right? So yeah, so the Ukraine still had nuclear weapons that were a part of that, and they, they agreed to give them up in exchange for us providing them security, right? So whether we like that or not, 
we signed up for it, right? And and that's not, I'm, I'm just curious why that's not really being sold yet. Maybe it's because the administration doesn't know what they want to do, or maybe they're still figuring out the best way to present it because we've, we've been given presentations before, you know, the war in Iraq with Colin Powell, right? The case for Afghanistan over and over and over, right? So is that something that you think is going to be eventually proposed or presented or just kind of it's kind of wonky foreign policy behind the behind the scenes stuff that no one really cares about as a great I think the, the Democrats are sort of stuck because Biden does not want to get us involved in another war. And you're seeing some weird things going on, like I'm getting 8,500 troops on putting them on heightened right. alert, right? So it's kind of like these war mongering war making noises and everyone's like oh oh my god you know everyone freaks out but then the next day he's like none of them will go to ukraine you know we are not sending troops to ukraine we're not sending combat troops to ukraine even though we have several hundred uh national guard and some they're already there there. (laughs) they are there um and so you're i think you're you're seeing like the the national security establishment they're trying to make the case uh, for why we should care and why we should do stuff as far as even sending in, you know, troops and and uh, to defend Ukraine. They're trying to argue why it matters. So there's a lot of the quote experts who are who are trying to convince the public, but they're not getting very far because the Biden administration does not want a new war. The base the democratic base does not want a war they don't care you know um and then you have you know the right and you have the national security establishment on the right who they they care and they want to support also the national security establishment pushing for more for more action and but they also are enjoying i wouldn't say enjoying i don't think they're enjoying this but this is also a uh, disaster for the Biden administration. So that I don't think they're going to try to own it. You know, we're not going to see, you know, Mitch McConnell give some sort of Senate yeah, that's, speech. That's not a good idea. I don't think. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. So, so they're going to they're 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 going to say, you know, the senators and and lawmakers who support act, you know, um, supporting Ukraine, they're going to just give their own speeches. Uh, but they're not going to really get ahead of, of, of uh, Biden and, and really push for, you know, um, military action or anything, because I don't even I don't think the Republican base wants that either. So. So that was my, my I guess my next question would be, is that, are they going to hide behind the whole like 2001 AUMF there with the authorization for military force? Or are they going to try and make a case to Congress and get a new one? I I don't think we are going to see U.S. troops in Ukraine at all, uh, besides from the ones who are already there. And I think you have, um, I, you know, um, there's already been some reporting that those those advisors would be pulled out because they're nowhere near the action. You know, they're 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 just at a training base, um, and and so they're not on the front lines. But I think there was this New York Times story that said ominously at the end. But some could stay to advise on the front lines, which was like, whoa, what? So, but I think that might have been yeah. slipped in there. I think there's a little bit of, of, of bluffing going on um, from the US, you know, trying to ward off any kind of um, further military invasion. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't think you're going to see 
I don't I don't think we're going to send put U.S. troops in harm's way. Um, that said, if if for if, if for some reason, so we we've, we've put eighty five hundred troops on heightened alert. Yeah, and that's up to um, NATO, right? And if NATO decides he, they want he want uh, it wants to deploy these activate the NATO readiness for NATO response force, then the troops have to go. And I think that would be that would be a huge escalation that could even, you know, that might even prompt Russia to do something. But say we did actually deploy them, then the temperature goes up like, okay, we've deployed them. Then you have that emboldens the, you know, the national security establishment and the hawks and they'll say, look, look, we we, going downhill. Exactly. Faster than we think. And, And so you've got these troops and you've deployed them, they're activated. Then it's like, what next, you know? And then there's, um, you know, there are little things that happen um, between the uh, Ukraine and Russia border, like little disputes. There's, you know, back and forth artillery fire, um, armed drones. There's, there's little things here and there. So, um, you know, what, what would be the spark? You know, what, uh, would there be a spark? What, if the U.S. troop is injured, what happens? If the U.S. troop gets killed or, you know, so, so I think you get to a a very unpredictable situation and I think you start seeing the war drums I mean it's not it's so I, I don't think we're going to put U.S. troops in harm's way I think if we did we probably would ignore the AUMF like we have for the last yeah. uh, you know two decades so I think it, you, you know you'd have well, Biden I, going that's out why, that's why I want people to, to be aware of that especially the average American who doesn't think oh well that's so far off like I don't think and I know they don't. So that's why I'm bringing it up is like, look, Ukraine at the moment is a, is kind of like the roadblock between Russia and Poland, right? Poland's right next to Ukraine. And then to the Southwest of that, I mean, we've been in Kosovo for since the mid nineties, you know, you got tons of soldiers there. Um, we've been building up our air defense with Polish forces for at least the last decade, you know, that like maybe they saw this kind of coming. So, and there's, you know, I don't know how many, but there's plenty of soldiers in Poland now already doing NATO missions. I mean, the, we're already in the neighborhood, right? Now we may not be on the street where all this is taking place, but we're in the neighborhood. You know, we don't have to drive very far to get to where the action's at. Yeah, and, and I'm afraid that, um you know we're we're in a situation now where the credibility of 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 nato is is sort of doubted um it, i think after the what's that pretty antiquated at this point you know it's 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 yeah. a, it's it's kind of a relic from the the world war ii era and it's, yeah you had you had trump you know calling yeah. it obsolete and then you had was right i mean yeah forcing them to actually participate and not just us, you know, be the shelter, like the, the umbrella corporation, you know, <laughs> or we do the whole burden of everything. And like, so yeah, you know, of all the things you may not like or dislike about president Trump, that's a very important thing that no president before him was doing, holding yeah, our and, actual allies accountable to what they agreed to. And that was a big and thing. And it, it's interesting. So I've talked to some people, you know, some sources in, you know, during the last administration who said when, when Trump went into, you know, NATO ministerial, people really took note. And the way he engaged was very different from, you know, uh, 
presidents in the past. He was very conversational. Things weren't scripted. It was an honest discussion. You know, I think they really saw him. And you had, remember that that great uh, picture with him and um, what's her name, Merkel, where Mer- where I think Merkel's leaning across and he's just you know sitting there like that. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And and so it sort of showed like I mean, you, Trump was sort of like the big guy in the room, right? And and so you have. I mean, plus with COVID, you can't really go anywhere. But but Biden is is. I don't think anyone's getting that the sense of leadership uh, from him. I think you posted on Twitter, and of just him just babbling. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that after. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, but no, that's and, important. And, yeah. So, well, let me get your uh, last take on this, and then we'll move on to that because I I, I did kind of want to you know, I want to lighten it up a little bit, have a little fun. Um, so I'm sure you, Lafayette Lee, I'm sure you follow him. If not, you know, I've, I recently had him on the podcast, but he made a good point before he, um, I, I don't know if he took it down or if it's just the account being locked for the current time being. But he said, if, if uh, talking about our, this was in direct response to the Budapest memorandum, right? He's like, well, how do you sell this to the American people, but you won't even enforce the border or protect Americans in their own cities? How do you tell them that we need to go keep our promises when you won't even keep the most basic promises to your own people? What do you think? Yeah. Of that? I mean, that's that's really the mood of America today. I mean, we've just been through COVID. We're still going through COVID. No one really gives a flying you-know-what about what's going on in Ukraine yeah, I mean, right now. <laughs> they, they just they just don't. And, you know, to the chagrin of, of Are these many troops of these that have been deployed, experts, are they wearing masks? <laughs> just kidding, kidding. Probably not. Yeah, so I'm, so I guess to sort of finish my long meandering point a second ago, it's like, we're sort of backing into the situation where, okay, we've put these troops on, on heightened alert. And now it's like, the more we do, the more we have to do something because then it's, it's like the whole credibility of NATO is under question. So it's like, right. Once you, once you press power, it's hard to, you know, unplug it or turn it off. Right. Yeah. And we got to go. Yes. And, you know, the media loves war. Sorry to say, you know how I feel about, it's, um, it's you know, my true. colleagues. <laughs> it's fucking true. They do. They do. And both and, sides. You know, and I mean, they did this with Trump yeah. his first year. Remember, MSNBC was like, Donald Trump became president tonight. Like, they <laughs> all gravitate towards a president using his commander-in-chief powers. It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter who. Yeah. 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 Cause it's exciting. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. If there's new war, it's like, Oh, stuff to cover. You know, I can come into the Pentagon and ask questions. Oh, totally. And then, you know, and then you've got like Kirby who, you know, the Pentagon press secretary, who's very slick. Right. So it's like, why wouldn't you want him to come out more, you know? And it's like, there's just, I mean, we're used to this. This is like muscle memory at this point. It's like, we know how to actually I don't know if we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, let's, let's, be, to, let's be careful with that. Next. Yeah. <laughs> let's be careful with Yeah, them. maybe maybe yeah, we don't know how to fight a war, maybe, but um I mean, we know yeah, how to so, fight them. We don't know how to get out of them. I would say that's yes. our problem. Yeah. We can yes. fight them. Fighting them's not the problem. It's what comes after yes. the fight's over. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yes, exactly. Okay, so earlier, yeah, you, you brought it up kinda and um so I'm going to get your take on this because I don't know if you've seen it yet. You've probably been doing some cold showers. So you may not have seen it. Right. So uh, there is a post, I think the Republican national committee research account posted 
I don't know who this interaction was with, but it was President Biden kind of, you know, stumbling over something he was talking about, right? And, and this isn't the first time we've seen this clip. And I'm not here to bang on the president. I'm not, right? Because I honestly, like I've said multiple times, either here or on Twitter, like when I look at the dude, he reminds me of my grandfather in his last year before he died. Like, that's what he reminds me Aww. of. Like, he can't help. The dude's just old. And he's just, when you get old, I'm sorry, your mind goes. Not everyone is fortunate enough to die with all their faculties intact, right? And I'm not saying the president's going to die. I'm just saying he's a lot closer to it than we are, right? And he's kind of, it, it's just sad at this point, right? So I was just like, well, you know, I was so bored today. So I was just like, let me just have some fun with this, right? So there is a presidential line of secession. Did you see this tweet that I did? I, I saw your tweet, yes. Okay, good. So I want to get your kind of reactions to it. So I'm going to go through this real quick. I'm going to run down it for those listening, right? So number two, right? You got the, the vice president. Then we go to the speaker of the house. Then we have the president pro tempore of the Senate. Hopefully I said that right. I don't know. Sounds like tempura, right? <laughs> then we got the secretary of state, the secretary of the treasury, secretary of defense, attorney general, secretary of the interior, secretary of agriculture, secretary of commerce, secretary of labor, secretary of health and human services, the secretary of housing and urban development, which I think that's where they made that awful show, uh, Designated Survivor. I think he was the one, right? Or no, was he the one? It doesn't matter. It was a horrible show. Then you got the Secretary of Transportation, Secretary of Energy, Secretary of Education, the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, and then finally the Secretary of Homeland Security. How that guy got into the secession, I don't know. That's the worst thing ever created. But anyway, <laughs> so Christina, I was like, well, let me just give my like take on this, right? Worst case scenario, who's number two? The vice president, Kamala Harris, right? Lee, he, she's more unpopular than him. What do you think about her? Keep this quick. Well, Got to get quick reactions here. Don't, what, what, keep go. What do you think? Kamala Harris, president. Oh God. No, I mean, she's terrible. She's, I, I, you know, it's hard to criticize her without being uh, sexist, but it's really nothing to do with her gender it's just i she's not a serious she, she doesn't have a lot of foreign policy experience i think she was on the judiciary committee um you know maybe that gave her some kind of i don't know domestic national security chops but i mean as far as foreign policy she doesn't know anything really i mean she's been going down to um central american countries recently but i think that's her weakest spot um so i i mean I personally don't like her because I think she's a big phony. Um, I, I just from, <laughs> sorry, I just had to say that. I mean, you know, I'm from California. She's from California. She just doesn't, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I, it just seems like her whole story, her whole background is not really impressive. Um, you know, her whole claiming to be from Oakland, you know, that really pisses me off because she's actually from <laughs> Berkeley. So I just see her as this big phony and I don't think she's ready to become president. And I think okay, so people, Americans not, don't think so either. Fan of number two, right? So now we move to number three. I'm not going to go what, what position, but that's Nancy Pelosi, right? My comment oh, was, she, okay, so we already know the age is an issue with President Biden, right? So number three, Nancy Pelosi, she's 81. What do you think about it? What do you, what do you think about 81 year old Nancy Pelosi? Uh, aside from that one, remember that Sunday morning appearance with George Stephanopoulos, where she had like a brain freeze. Remember that where she, he asked her a question. <laughs> 81, 81. 
And she just announced that she was going to run again. Yeah. It's, it's, that's crazy. And, you, and no one's going to oppose her. Not even anyone no. in her own party. And of course she's going to get reelected because this fucking state just keeps doing the same thing over and over. All right. So that's yeah. number four, Senator Leahy. He's 81 as well. Man, we, we have to, <laughs> we, we have to get in new folks. Yeah, we right. have to get right. new folks. Yeah, okay, number five, Anthony Blinken. You know what I have against him? Big 2003 Iraq invasion warmonger. He was all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a good reason to uh, not like Blinken. You know, Blinken, I'm very divided on him because he's so much more competent than Biden ever was you know biden was supposed to be this foreign policy expert but i don't think he he has ever been so lincoln sounds like a diplomat should sound he's very smart and diplomatic but at the same time i don't think he's as smart as we need him to be he got owned by the chinese in anchorage i mean that was just embarrassing so he's probably you know so uh i think he's a smart person but i think his thinking might be a little bit, um, I would say out, outdated, you know, he's kind of from the whole, you know, um, he's from a school of foreign policy that we may not just be in anymore. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's, uh, you know, as up to the job as we, we want him to be. Okay. Here's another good one. Number six, Janet Yellen. She's 75 years old and was also a former federal reserve chairwoman the head she was the chair of the federal reserve so i'm just like okay mm. <laughs> yeah i don't really know too much about her actually well that's plenty i uh, just said plenty all right yeah. fine you know what here's a better one how about this number seven the secretary of defense lloyd austin nah nah fam nah, no 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 yeah nope. there you go. all right number eight yeah i didn't really have a reaction other than eh, merrick garland Oh, I, I mean, I'm not. Milk toast. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that guy is. I, I, he's like, I the, mean, we're, he's we're, like the, we're so screwed. If we, if we get to this, to, to this, this is number point, eight, you know, yeah, this is <laughs> we're, we're about even halfway home. Actually, we're just slightly past halfway home. All right. That's Merrick Garland. All right. Number nine. <laughs> this was more of a, a tongue in cheek response, but Deb Holland. Right. She runs marathons. And I said, absolutely not stable. No marathon runners are. She is Native American, though. New Mexico. <laughs> comes from New Mexico. Uh, yeah. I, again, you know, I don't know too much about her, but um, yeah. The marathon running, that, that speaks well for her, though. Okay. I think it does. Like <laughs> yeah. You don't about... like these endurance things. Well, I've done them and I know how stupid like they running. are to train for. It's number one. The actual event itself is dumb, right? You got to go run from three to seven hours, however slow or fast you are. And number two, it's the training that goes into it. You can't just wake up and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go run a marathon. Yeah, that's not going to work. You got to train for it. And the training is what's stupid. And that's how I don't, because if you have that much time to train, then you're not preparing for what you need to be doing as president. You need to be able, you need to focus on the fucking, well, not run for you. Hours. I think you've got like natural ability you know because not everyone can just knock out a marathon like you can no i trained for it and it was stupid that's why i'm saying you can't trust these people i don't know you're pretty fit oh all right not on this <laughs> list. <laughs> but then again 
But then again, I haven't seen the photos, so exactly, which no, you won't no you won't post. Not yet. So yeah. <laughs> All right, number ten, right? And number ten, he almost made the list, but he didn't because at the end of this, there's a list, right? Number ten, Tom Vilsack. He's 71 years old, and my comments were he's about as boring as they come. He also won $150,000 in the Powerball. Did you know that? I did not know that. $150,000. Well, I said no. That disqualifies him because he's a lottery winner. You can't take those people. <laughs> They're reckless. Wow. Wow. You know who Tom Vilsack is? I do. Oh, okay. He's the agriculture secretary, right? Yeah. Number 10 in line. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I think he had the know. job before I mean, at one point. Like he was, he was the agriculture secretary under Obama, I think. Then he was yeah. governor of Iowa or something, I think, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Not really. See, exactly. All right. Now <laughs> here's my first one that makes my poll, right? Number 11. Now, I don't know. I apologize if I say her last name wrong, but Gina Romando. Oh. I wrote, I kind of dig her. Her dad was a lifelong worker for the watchmaker Belova. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Belova, which they had their uh, factory in Rhode Island until he was 56 years old. And where mm-hmm. would you guess this watchmaker moved their entire operations and manufacturing? China. China, exactly, right? So Yikes. dad lost her job. Dad lost his job. He's now, he passed away. Um, I said, it's a touching personal story. She's mm. only 50 years old. She's very energetic. She's actually, she looks really good. She might be something that, you know, people might want from both sides. Like, wow, look, high energy, good looking woman, has a touching personal story. Dad lost her job because they fucking shipped his job over to China. Like that works on both sides. She's number, she's number 11. What do you think about Gina Raimondo? Uh, I think, I don't know. She's probably got some like deep state, you know, ties. I, I, I don't. She's from Rhode I, Island. I can't remember if she was the Lieutenant governor. She did something in Rhode Island before she was appointed to this position. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I haven't <laughs> focused on her. All right. That's in your a homework. Long time. All right, Christina. That's your <laughs> All right. Number 12. Another guy that made my list. Number 12, Marty Walsh, right? He's a who? Marty Walsh. I'm going to tell you who the hell who the I'm going to tell you who Walsh? the hell he was. He, he was the mayor of Boston, <laughs> right? He's a New York. He's a New England Patriots season ticket holder, which means he probably knows how to win. Right. Patriots win a lot. He speaks Gaelic. He was a union chief, I think for the firefighting. Mm. I don't know. Something mm. there. Yeah. Uh, He's very likable. People think he's smart. What do you think about Marty Walsh? You don't know who he is. I have no idea who he is. All right. I good. feel like this is one of those man on the street interviews where I'm some like dumb <laughs> Nobody college knows person. Nobody knows. <laughs> here's a here's a great one. Number thirteen, and I'm probably gonna say his name wrong. Uh, Javier Becerra. He's from California. Um, I said he's a California Democrat. Automatically disqualified. Yeah, I he hear he's attorney awful. general here at one point before he moved into this position. Mm, I, I hear he's terrible. <laughs> well, he's a California Democrat. That's why he's automatically disqualified. All right. Number 14, Maria Fudge. She's from Ohio. Uh, I automatically disqualified her as well because she advocated for Lance Mason, who was a longtime politician in Ohio who was convicted of killing his wife, stabbed her 59 times. She wrote a letter uh, asking for clemency. Oh, no, not clemency. Leniency. Wow. He's, a good, he's a good man. He made is it Marsha Fudge or is it Maria Fudge? I put Maria. Maybe it is Marsha. Maybe that. Maybe Twitter autocorrected me. Anyway, plus her last name's Fudge. Do you really want President Fudge? Is that what you want? <laughs> Anybody who advocates for someone who is convicted of a, a 
if you stabbed your spouse 59 times, 59, not five, not nine, 59. Yeah, that's a little crazy. That's a little crazy. All right, guess who's next? Number 15. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Who? Pete Buttigieg. Oh, Pete. Yeah, I automatically disqualified him and I posted a picture of him pretending he's in dress up in his barracks room in Afghanistan because the guy completely made up his fucking service in Afghanistan. So he's disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> so go. I think it's uh it's 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 Marsha. Marsha Fudge. I'm just Is it Marsha? It. Okay, so I said that it's wrong. It's Marsha. I apologize. She's a HUD Ohio. secretary, right? Yep, she's a secretary of the HUD. She's from Ohio. First uh, black American secretary, I think since 1979, if I'm correct. So Marty Walsh. Now that's interesting. You looking up Marty? <laughs> yeah. I am. It's like, how do I list. not know these people? Well, like, I need you to know admi- these people. The administration I- needs to like trot out these people because clearly Biden and They're in the line Kamala of secession. Exactly. are not doing it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Guess what? All right. So we disqualified Pete. We got three more. Right, we've got number 16, uh, Miguel Cardona. Young, I think he's 46 years old. He's a fairly young guy. Um, but here's why I disqualified him. Uh, during a time where he was he was doing something with the school board or whatever, I don't know. He wanted to use the Patriot Act against protesting parents. Mm, that's not good. That's yeah, very so I automatically good. disqualified him. He's gone. Oh, yeah. Anybody in favor of the Patriot Act, automatically disqualified. So you've only, you're not disqualified Gina Raimondo. No, that's not true. Wait, you'll see. All right. I'll, I'll get to it. All right. And now we got two more. Number 17, Dennis McConaugh. Mc, no, Dennis McDonough. McDonough. McDonough? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Yeah, it's a weird McDonough. McDonough. He, he's okay. a for, former, former um, national security advisor, right? And no, no, sorry. Yeah. Not advisor. No, you're right. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was for Obama, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. now he was in the situation room during the Bin Laden raid. Why in the picture? Is the VA, in the famous why, picture. What? Why is the VA secretary so low on that to, on that line of succession? Well, he's not the lowest; he's second to lowest. But he should be like number five, you know, not not him personally, but at least the position. Well, I mean, the posi- they they good they VA secretary. Of, they, they screw more veterans than they help. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that might be why. Uh, I mean, at least you would think they would think twice before you know starting a new war because then you they'd think. have more work to do at least, or they'd be <laughs> familiar think. with the problem. So but, I said okay. about him, I wrote, seems entirely too nice. I think the guy was confirmed like ninety-two to seven in the Senate. Like everyone seems to like this guy. Uh, he was in the Situation Room, like I said. There's that famous photo during the Bin Laden raid. He's third from the right in the blue shirt. If you want to look it up, um, and I wrote considered. I would consider him. Hmm. Seem to like him. Uh, all right. Last but not least, actually is the least. Number eighteen, the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Hmm. And I just put yeah. the laughing emoji, based, especially <laughs> where he's like, "Yeah, uh, border enforcement doesn't really align with the administration's policies, so let's make the best of it." Yeah. That's it. Those are our choices. That's it. That's the line of secession, Christina. All right, so here's what I got. And I'm gonna give you my, I'm gonna give you the, the scientific poll results so far. It looks like we're gonna, we're gonna, actually, hold on. So I'll give you my three that are in there and then we'll get out of here. We'll end happy hour. All right, so number one, Gina Raimondo, she's on the list. Marty Walsh and Dennis McDonough. Hmm. 
Guess who's leading the poll currently? Okay. Oh. Hmm. Who is this? So uh, probably Marty Walsh. Wrong. We are electing our first female president. Hmm. Interesting. Did you do this on Twitter? It's on Twitter. You can go vote right now. <clears throat> I, I'm. Uh, you have 19 I'm going there. minutes left. Huh. <laughs> I can launch a, uh, what do they call that? You know, uh, you I can launch a counter campaign. You have, yeah, because you have a massive following. And then I'll, you can all I'll on make her. Gina Raimondo. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, she's, everyone. She's like people. I, mean, I feel bad for her dad. Hmm. Companies you like, know, oh. frankly, yeah, I don't know much about her personal story, so I can't. I mean, no really one say. knows anything about most of these people past like Austin, right? People can know who the Secretary of Defense is. People probably know who the VP and the Pelosi, based on their position, they've been around long enough. Senator Leahy, people know them, right? But everything past you know, that, I don't think people know who the fuck those people are. No, it is kind of sad, and uh, you know, statement that you've got. The only ones we know about are minority or gay. You know, everyone else is like, Mark, who's Marty Walsh? You know, he's just some plain old, <laughs> I do the plain dude. old white dude. A little bit about him. in the corner. Yeah, he seems cool. He seems nice. Exactly. He's I fun. know. Well, I'll have to look into Ramondo's background. There you go. You do that. All right. You check out <laughs> Ramondo. Uh, that's been happy hour. All right. Christina Wong, reporter for the great Breitbart organization covering the Department of Defense and the Pentagon, here to give us all the knowledge on Ukraine. So go follow her on Twitter, at Christina Wong. It's still Wong, right? You didn't change the name? No, not yet. Not yeah, yet. too much work. Uh, tax season is coming up, so. Ooh, there I you go. To. That's great. <laughs> I had, and, speaking uh, of which, I had to pay this year for the first time ever. You know why? Why? All those stimulus, stimulus bucks. You got to pay them all oh. back. Oh man. Yeah. So this is what's interesting, right? Cause this isn't, I don't want people to be like, Oh, goddamn Biden. Like, you know what? Fucking Trump. He took all your social security taxes away uh, uh, two years ago. You had to pay those all back if you were in the military all of last year. And now this year, oh. if you had a child tax credit from the uh, Biden administration for the, from July to December, you got to pay it back. It was an advance oh, on no. this year's taxes. So yeah, I owed cash. Oh, there that sucks. Good luck. But to you're you ahead in, of, uh, yeah. Plus yeah. you're doing the whole married thing now. Who knows? You guys might be yeah. considered part of the 1%. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't no. think we're there yet. We're not there yet. Yeah, same. <laughs> All right. Thanks for hanging out, homie. All right. Okay. This love you. Bye. Great. Love you. Bye.